people stop taking pictures of yourselves on the jumbotrons at games. <laughs> Welcome to the House of Hoops, episode two. It's Monday, February 24th, 2020. That's bumping. <laughs> I'd like to welcome Laddie. What's up, what's up, what's up? Laddie is the host of Laddie in the Morning on Q107.5. And I got a new co-host this week. So it is now Laddie and Lucky in the Morning. And I have an intern, Hope. You know Hope. You met Hope. Yeah, yeah. I've met her before. Laddie and Lucky? Is that what you said? Laddie and Lucky in the Morning. Yeah, it's new stuff on Q1075's little top 40 radio station here in Memphis. We give away concert tickets, prizes, talk a bunch of cool shit. And I can say shit here and I can't say the shit at my work. So shit, 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 shit. All right. Get them out. <laughs> All right. We also have Bo on the phone. Hello. Hello, Bo. Bo's our Minnesota connection from Memphis. You, you betcha. The true family man. The last true family man. <laughs> and also we have a new guest today, Josh Vanelli. Yeah. What up? Hello, hello. Josh is a... Expert in the NBA. I wouldn't go that far, but... <laughs> right, just because he drinks alcohol and watches it doesn't make him an expert. <laughs> yeah, I, I, just because I go to the NBA games does not make me an expert. <laughs> I have sat through NBA games before, and I know people that know people that know people about the NBA. There we go. All right, thank you for listening. We hope you enjoy. About to get started. On today's episode... We're going to do our pick game re recap. We're going to talk a little Grizz. And we're going to touch on a couple key players that we noticed around the league. You can reach us at House of Hoops Podcast at yahoo.com. That's our email. We're also on Instagram at House of Hoops Podcast and on Twitter at House of Hoops. And that's spelled H A U S House of Hoops. All right, let's start with the pit game. It was Denver versus OKC. What was that, Friday night? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, Friday. All right. Denver lost. We thought they would win. They lost. It was in Oklahoma. Yeah. Anybody watch it? I did. I did. I checked it out. It was uh, the first half was the Steven Adams and Joker show and um, a lot of paint scoring. So there was, uh, there was that aspect. And then Jokic got taken out. Uh, the first quarter was kind of confusing. Yeah, they took him out, and uh, that's when Oklahoma went on their little run there. Mm -hmm. uh, first thing I noticed was I, I watched it on ESPN. 
Doris Burke was doing the call. She's great. I really enjoy listening to her. She's so knowledgeable and not super biased on any teams. She just loves the game. Anybody got any good uh, takeaways from that? I thought the Nuggets were going to win. I thought the Nuggets were just going to whoop that ass, but apparently, no. Thunder and Chris Paul came to play. Yeah, it didn't also help that uh, Paul Millsaps had two points. <laughs> that that kind of puts a damper on, uh, you know, the uh, the winning category. Right. Mm-hmm. I looked at Millsap. He's 35 now. He's kind of getting older. His averages this year, 12.6 rebounds, two assists. I don't know if he's the right fit there for them. I mean, going forward, where would you put him? Uh, on coming off the bench. No, no, no. I'm saying like if he let's just say that he wasn't on Denver's team. Like, what t- what team do you think he would be a great fit for? Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, that could go anywhere. I think Spurs. that. Pers- <laughs> Yeah, but I think that position, he's too big, man. He just He's too big, it doesn't move too good. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a big man's game anymore. No, it's definitely not. I mean, even the biggest guy that, that the Nuggets have, I mean, you look at Joker, and, I mean, he doesn't even play that true center role anymore. He likes that, uh, you know, pop-out shoot game. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, he's 12 for 15 from the field. Um, you know, had 32 points. So, just a different kind of game now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Paul looked great. It's hard to believe it's his 15th year in the league. Uh, he's like 100, but he acts like he's 20. Dude, he's so good, though. I mean, realistically, like, I don't know in Memphis, like, we're supposed to, like, still hold resentment towards Chris Paul because, you know, the L.A. days. Or yeah, he still whatever. sucks. But, I mean, dude, you look at him. Like, put him just put him in New Orleans, back, <clears throat> back in New Orleans one more time, like right now. You put him in New Orleans with Zion and JJ and Brandon Ingram, like that's that team goes from a ninth seed easily to a seventh seed easy. Yeah, yeah. he makes teams better. I don't know. Uh, when I look at New Orleans, I see Drew Holiday. I like Drew Holiday. I think he's a great player. No, I mean Drew Drew Holiday is a good player. I give you that. I mean, I just think that what Oklahoma City is doing with Chris Paul and having. SGA basically learned from him. I mean, I think in the mm-hmm. long run, that's going to be a, a massive uh, investment. Mm-hmm. On the other side of that, Steven Adams had a pretty good game, too. Mm-hmm. Steven Adams did a usual 2010, but he did better than that. He'd yeah, 19 and 17, that worked pretty well. Mm-hmm. So. Bo, do you have any takeaways? I thought Chris Paul was, was spectacular. He was awesome. He did have the seven turnovers, but. Uh, mm-hmm. The Nuggets as a whole, they had what was it? They had nineteen. They had nineteen turnovers versus the Thunder with twelve turnovers. I think the t- turnovers that was the story of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it was close in the last five minutes, which is pretty much all we can ask for when you pick a game to watch. Bo, yeah. where, <clears throat> Bo, where do you see Nuggets being towards the end of the season? Uh, I, I think that I, I, you know, I definitely think they could advance through the first round of the playoffs. Uh, depends on who their second round opponent is, and you know if they get bench production from you know the former Memphis product uh, Barton, if he's come off the bench and hot, and mm-hmm. like he started this game, mm-hmm. and uh, Gary Harris has really struggled. Uh, if he can, if he can start hitting shots again, I and mean, his defense has been good, so that's what's keeping him on the floor. Um, I, I think they have a high ceiling, honestly, and Jokic is one of my favorite players. He's so creative with his passes, and 
he looks like a sloth out there sometimes, but he's <laughs> he's good. Yeah, he's a he's definitely a slow mover sometimes. I mean, because you got to think from second place to third place. You know, Denver's a game, basically a game and a half above the Clippers, and Oklahoma City is. Uh, I mean, they're almost in fifth. They're a game and a half out of fifth, but they're also a game out of seventh. <laughs> so, I mean, I think that was a huge yeah. game. Good call on that, Jeff. Yeah, I thought it was good. They've got – I'm looking at the uh, the projected rankings for the, um, the playoffs in the West. They've got uh, the Nuggets landing in the three seed, and they've got the Thunder in, what, the seventh? Okay. So, I mean – they're looking. The final record they're saying is forty nine and thirty three for the Thunder, and then fifty five and twenty seven for the Nuggets. Really? So, Where'd you find that shit at? Uh, it, it's called the internet. You go to Google and you can fucking type, internet, dude. You can type in whatever you want, and it'll tell you most. Right. Of, you know, it's five uh, five thirty eight. It just gives up projections. Yeah, I don't know. I think the Thunder can move up. I think the Thunder can move past the Jazz. I think it's possible. They're only a was that a game and a half behind them right now, and the Thunder. After that game, went on to play, I believe it was the Clippers. No, the Thunder went on to play the, Spur, the Spurs on Sunday, yesterday. Yeah, they won. They beat the shit out of them. <laughs> 131 to 103. That's, yeah. That's, uh, yeah. So, I mean. If the Thunder keep rolling, they can uh, they could possibly catch the Jazz and move up. I don't know if they move down. It's a strange that they predict them moving down. I, I guess I'd have to look at the schedule more. Yeah, it's probably some, something down the road for a schedule as far as. Yeah. Um, but, you know. Yeah, because right now they're 35 and 22. Um, they're only a game behind the Jazz, a game behind Houston, and then, you know, a couple games behind the Clippers. But that's getting into, you know, the number three seed. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul looks rejuvenated. He's his numbers are up from last year and the year before. The Houston stint didn't go so well, but uh, he looks rejuvenated. He looks he's got some young guys around him, some energy, and uh, maybe a little less pressure than there was in Houston. Mm-hmm. Houston was like championship or bust, and I don't think it's that way in Oklahoma. I think they're just happy to be playing well. I think they've overachieved this year, maybe not as much as the. Grizzlies, who we claimed last week was our overachiever, but yeah, they've definitely done a good job. I like those jerseys, the Oklahoma jerseys, the dark gray ones. <laughs> yeah, those look good. Those were good. That's a good look. I didn't much care for the uh, giant gas station logo on it, but <laughs> the jerseys were cool. <laughs> hey, they need a sponsor, okay? Yeah, it's big and yellow. Sure. Mm-hmm. Every time I see that Love logo on Chris Paul's jersey, I just think of some like redneck Oklahoma dude having to run into a gas, <laughs> gas station and take a shit. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a that, that is a perfect Oklahoma logo. A damn truck stop gas station. In the actually, I just came back from Oklahoma for work, yeah. uh, and I've I'd never been. I was in Norman, but mm-hmm. it's not like it's not like Memphis. Like they're not a big basketball town. No. They got the Sooners. They're yeah, that's big. about the only thing you ever hear out of there is that's Boomer Sooner. Sooner County. Sooner County. Yep. Um, um, they got good facilities there. Uh, OU is a big time sports school. Yeah, they take care of those kids. Uh, let's see. Yeah, you mentioned Gary Harris before. Hey, he's kind of down. He had that scary fall in the game. He tried to yam it down. 
That looked pretty bad. It looked like it fell straight to his back. Did, it, did anybody notice him coming back? I don't know if he mm. played after that. Uh, I didn't see I don't, that. I, I put it this way. I watched three quarters of it. Okay. Um, and then, <laughs> like, at the fourth quarter, I was like, okay, I'm going to go do something else just because. <laughs> I, I mean, I, just, like, I, I don't want to watch Steven Adams and, and Joker, you know, make layups all night and fight each other for rebounds. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, and Chris Paul kind of dumped it. I don't know. Just like I – I like some high efficiency, high scoring games. Yeah. And, um, you know, mm. the watching two big white dudes fight each other for rebounds is, you know. Yeah. All right. That's a take. <laughs> what else? Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. What about uh, Michael Porter Jr.? He only played eight minutes. He's coming off of an injury. Bust, he- McBust, bust. <laughs> I don't like this fool. I'm like serious. Him. Here's what I don't like about the guy. Number one, when the draft came out, or before he got drafted, he was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to be the best player. And, d- dude, you had surgery, okay? Like, first you had surgery. They don't know where the hell you're going to be. And then he comes out, I should be the number one pick. I should be the number one pick. Uh-huh. He went in the top 20, right? He went to, like, Denver, like, 15 or 16 or something like that, right? He was a back end of the lottery, yeah. Right. Yeah. And then he, right. And then he ends up having to play, but he doesn't. Oh, i got to sit out because I'm having another back surgery. I'm sorry. I, I think here's the problem with okay with guys like that. There's so much hype built around them that it doesn't matter if they have a surgery or if they have this. It's like, well, we knew you were going to be a top whatever pick, and well, this is a minor setback, minor setback. Dude, you haven't done shit, okay? You played seven minutes. You scored four points. Not bad. Right. But guess what? If you were healthy, you'd be playing more than seven minutes, and you'd be getting more than four points. He missed the last six games before the All-Star break. Yep. Hey, but he's 6'10", he's mobile, he's a, he's a freak athlete. Well, and the good thing, or on the good news is the last 10 games, he is 100% from the free throw line. Hmm. Zero, zero? That's one I, way to do it. I played in my league the other day, and I was two for two. I got more free throw experience than this clown. I'm sorry, but I, I hate, that's what I hate nowadays, is these the NBA or these scouts, or they say, this guy's going to be the next, or this is the, the next... No, it's not. Deal with whoever the person is right then and there, right? Mm. And he hasn't done shit, so show me what you can do. Well, with a late lottery pick like that, I mean, if he was healthy, he would have been a top five pick. But because of the injury worries, he slipped down. So it was kind of a low-risk pick for Denver, I think. I didn't know that Bowl Bowl was on the on the uh, Denver Nuggets roster. I did not see him check into the game. Is he on a two-way Says bowl. I, think he, I think he is on a two-way, yeah. 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 So what if Bowl Bowl and Taco Fall play against each other? I feel like that should be a one-on-one matchup for just like a pregame. Uh, maybe in the G League uh, <laughs> All-Star game. Like, could you imagine how long that would take to get to the rim if it was those two dudes? Because, like, hey, you would have a better chance of, like, the clown on the stilts moving faster than Bowl Bowl and, like, Taco Fall. Golly. Yeah. Here you go. Who's better, Michael Porter Jr. or Bull Bull? MPJ. Yeah, I'm going to say MPJ's because probably his knees can move quicker than Bull Bulls. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's Bull a Bull. Bull. Yeah, I see Bull Bull and I see Taco Fall and then I see Hashim Thabit. <laughs> <laughs> Do not say that because if somebody from Memphis, i.e., Chris Wallace, hears this, he's going to be all over that. <laughs> what he was saying is he sees Hashim Thabit waiting on Bol Bol and Taco Fall. That's what he means. Okay, with with Chris Paul, I think he may single-handedly have saved Billy Donovan's job. Yes. I can agree with that. When Russ was there, 
I remember hearing people talking about Billy Donovan could get fired. They weren't winning. They weren't producing. They weren't doing what people thought they were going to do. Yeah. Billy Donovan took a lot of heat for that. Maybe yeah. he shouldn't have. Maybe it was just the players. Uh, Chris Paul's got that team rolling. Well, I mean, when your point guard hold, I mean, point guards are an important position because, I mean, they facilitate the entire offense. And when you've got somebody like Chris Paul that's been around mm-hmm. forever and a day, you know, he knows what's going on, what to do, where to get guys, you know. Mm-hmm. It's easier to have it's easier to have that trust in somebody that's going to ho- hold the ball for the majority of the game rather than having like a power forward or your shooting guard that t- I mean he scores but hey. he can't facilitate every single. He's thing. a game manager. Oh. Hey Bo, how long do you think Chris Paul has left? He wants to play till he's forty. That's what I read. He, he said that. So I mean, if he's healthy, he'll he'll keep rolling. Um, you know, you asked if Chris Paul saved Billy Donovan's career. I think Chris Paul is the coach there. You know, I think Billy Donovan's just letting. Chris Paul do his thing. Mm-hmm. And he's got he's got a couple other facilitators with him there that taking kind of some of the weight off of him. He's got SGA, and he also has Dennis Schroeder. I like Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, he's like sixth man of the year candidate. I think so. Yeah, I like him. I think so. I think he's a very possible sixth man of the year. You're talking about Blondie? Off the bench. <laughs> he's got the dumbest haircut. Like, what? I hate like, that shit. It's got to be natural, though, hasn't it? <laughs> I think course. he was, yeah, I think he was born that way. It's a birthmark. <laughs> Leave him alone, man. yeah. I've never understood the the one blonde streak. Like if you're gonna go blonde, go blonde. Do like the Kyle Kuzma, just go all blonde. According to Doris Burke, he is leading the league and points off the bench at 19 points per game. He's getting four rebounds, four assists a game. Pretty good. That that's the Carmelo contract turned into mm-hmm. Ruder. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's working out. So yeah, I think Oklahoma. I'm gonna be watching them this week. See what they do. I'm kind of interested. Now that I've watched the game and kind of right. really got into it. I mean, they're scoring – Oklahoma City scoring 111 points a game. Uh, you know, they're they're allowing 107 points per game. So, I mean, yeah, they're they're up there in efficiency. I mean, sure. they've surprised me all year. I'm not going to lie. They've surprised me. I, I thought after losing Russ, and I thought Chris Paul was going to take that as like a, a sentence job. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and then he turned it around to where he's like, no. Man, let's compete. Let's let's make this thing work. And he's really surprised me. All right, Bo, you do you have any other uh, analysis you'd like to bring to the table? No, I think Chris Paul's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he still sucks. <laughs> yeah, apparently he's a really good bowler too. He's a great bowler. Oh, he's got this like bowling league and stuff. Yeah, that's you know? that's oh, that's kind of what I heard. He's a good actor too. Yeah, he continues to get those ads even though he's not in L.A. I guess maybe. Right, right. That speaks to uh, something. It speaks to it speaks, <laughs> it just to, speaks. It speaks to it just speaks. It speaks to how good of a player he is, and yeah. he's never gotten in trouble off the court or anything like that. So that pretty much wraps it up with the pick a game of the week. Right. Next, we can get into maybe uh, let's talk about anybody have any surprising players from the week, players that stood out to them. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> well, it's going to sound if it's surprising, but I mean the <laughs> fact that you know people got hurt. This week's not bad, you know that that's a bad that's a bad thing. I mean, being an all star or, or someone someone doing great. I mean, aside from aside from like your Giannis's and you know the Lebrons of the world and everything. I mean, Jason Tatum had a ridiculous game yesterday. I love Jason Tatum. 41, I love that dude. Forty one mm-hmm. points yesterday. Um, then you know, Kobe White out of uh, Chicago. I mean, I know that they lost, but he had thirty three points. Zion Zion's doing good, man. Oh, dude, Zion's 
Yeah, Zion points in the paint, 16 second chance points per game. Zion at 4.8. I mean, it, it's weird. I, I, I don't consider Zion one of these LeBrons or Giannis's or Westbrook's. I don't, I don't put him in the same category yet. Mm-mm. I mean, his name's there because of all the hype around the kid, mm-hmm. but he's got to play the game to make it happen first. No, but he's playing. I mean, Zion's playing bully ball. Like, there's no doubt about that. He's yeah. obviously bigger and stronger than some guys he goes up against. But, like, you look at their highlight, what was it, from yesterday, where he missed two shots and grabbed the rebound and basically just mm-hmm. took the ball and then, like, put it back up. I'm like, all right, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Another one that had stood out to me was uh, Pascal Siakam. He's, he's Dude, good. He 30, 37 points and 12 rebounds. I mean, there again, you know, they did play the Suns, but that's still a ridiculous stat line. Yeah, um, he's good. Okay. All right. Well, I have a player. Who you got? Harry Giles third. Harry Giles. We saw him. Harry Giles. Sounds like a porn name. <laughs> Harry Giles. <laughs> Harry Genitals. Oh. He uh we we he played uh Memphis Grizzlies played Sacramento last week. He stood out to me. He's a big guy. He's six eleven, two forty. Yep. Now a lot of people don't know about Giles, but I looked him up. Okay, so he slipped in the draft. That's kind of why we don't know about him. He went he in, in high school. He tore his ACL. He's a five star recruit. Okay, number one player coming out of high school in 2016. Really? Yeah, this guy that nobody's paying attention to. He hasn't played much. Yeah, because he only got five points a game. Exactly. He's not getting any minutes either. So after high school, he signs on with Duke. Plays one season. He misses the first six weeks of the season. Doesn't really play a lot. So then the NBA draft comes around, and he gets picked 20th. So he slips. This guy goes from being the number one player in high school to slipping, you know, kind of like Michael Michael Porter Jr. He slips down. And Portland takes him, trades him to Sacramento. So I think only recently this year is he actually kind of getting into NBA mode. He's a guy to look out for, I think. What's wrong with him? Because, look, I'm looking at his stats from last year, to, or tw- uh, eight, 18, 19 season. He played 58 games, mm-hmm. 14 minutes. Okay, mm-hmm. Now the dude's going at 30 games this year for 13 minutes. Mm-hmm. All, of his, all of his production has gone down. It's been minute restrictions. I don't think his knee was ever right, but I think it's coming around right now. The uh, game after the Grizzlies, they played the Clippers. They beat the Clippers, the Kings, that is. He played 32 minutes, 14 points, 12 rebounds, two assists, and a block. Bad, man. And Sacramento's got him on team option for this year and next year. So if the kid, you know, continues to get hurt, can't play, they don't have to pay him. But what a deal that is for them, and he is huge. Uh, the, his presence on the court is felt. He's defensive. He hustles. He plays hard. Interesting uh, point is Portland drafted him with a Grizzlies draft pick. Doom, doom, doom. Back in 2013, the Grizzlies traded a future first-round 2017 draft pick and Wayne Ellington, Josh Selby, and Maurice Spates for, mm. and that pick for John Luer. Oh, you mean Johnny Badger? Mm-hmm. Look, your boy Giles here over here. Mm-hmm. Giles. Dude, you got it. He, I'm sorry, but he doesn't hit the three. 
He doesn't shoot the three. Six eleven. I was gonna say it's six eleven. Like I'm. It doesn't matter. Look at fucking Nowitzki. Seven foot. He hits a three. And that's uh-huh. what I'm saying. The big man now. He has to have a three in his game. I don't know, man. He's big. He's impressive. Six eleven, two forty for yeah, five I mean, points. I, don't know, I agree with you. At the same time, are you really gonna spend that much time on teach the guy how to shoot a three? You know what I mean? Like if that's not his game, it's not his game. I, I mean, I, I get that. So I mean, if you know. I mean, look at just look at all right. So let's look at the Kings roster just in general and point out the three point players. You know, um, what I saw was a lot of hustle and I saw a lot of energy. Everything screamed, "This guy is waiting for a chance." Yeah, I think I think he's going to be a guy. I think he's going to be a player. But here's who, who do, who's the guy that the guy that Grizzlies got the Jing guy, Gorgie Jing, Gorgie Jing. Yeah, yeah, dude. He he. How big is this fool? No, Gorgie is seven footer. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I, I'm, I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to compare these two guys and show mm-hmm. that that this dude's a seven footer and he's going to move out there. And and mm-hmm. hey, the f- how do you spell his fucking name? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> I got him, Gorgie Jing. I got this shit. Here you go. Look, he's six ten, two fifty two, and he's and, and he's and he's getting seven points, five rebounds. And the guy, he's bigger than well, not taller, but he's almost as big as that dude. But this fool can hit threes, forty percent, thirty eight percent. 30, and this is his career. Right now, he's sitting at thirty-eight percent. Yeah, but based uh, based off how many attempts, though, like how many how many attempts for three days does, does he have? Does it say it on there? Yeah, he makes one out of two. <laughs> doesn't some? Yeah, it's I mean, more than Scrub McGee out there. But I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, if you look at the Kings roster, though, realistically speaking, I mean they've got Bazemore, they got Barnes, they got uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich. The Aaron Fox, like you got, you got tell they got the three point uh, uh, champion on their damn team and Buddy Hield. Mm-hmm. So I mean, with that all being said, if you're if you're Vladdy, <clears throat> old sleepy sleepy body, if you're gonna like, do you really want to sit down with him and be like, yo, look, we really need to start hitting threes just because Gorgie Gorgie Jang does? No, I think he's uh, <clears throat> best fit as a energy guy and defensive stopper a guy that shuts down the room. Right, room. I mean, just be your glue guy, and that's it. They've got shooters. But didn't yeah. they get rid of Skull, Abyssier, and they got rid of him, right? And he was yeah. like a seven-footer. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, this dude's basically taking his spot in a way? I think so. Okay. I mean, I think they made room for him. If you get real desperate for three-point shooters, you still have Anthony Tolliver. <sighs> yeah. I'm a free agent, too, by the way. <laughs> 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 Anyways. Bo, have you seen this guy, Giles? Yeah, I was at that Kings game in Minnesota. I don't actually know if he even got on the court for that game. Mm-hmm. And I haven't gone out of my way to watch the Kings. Mm-hmm. So I haven't paid much attention to him. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm familiar with who he is and his upside. but He's super below the radar. That's for sure. So, Bo, let me ask you this. Uh, being from Minnesota and obviously being a big Timberwolves fan, what is your take on uh, Malik Beasley? Uh, I'm excited that the Wolves are able to get him. I think uh, he, he's gonna he's he wants to play. He's getting a ton of shots right now, so we'll see if he can you know take those shots at that volume and have some sort of efficiency with it. Um, I mean, the Timberwolves have been terrible for so long, so any sort of new anything is is better than whatever else there was before. Right. There was only one way to go. <laughs> yeah, so I am excited. I think uh, I think he'll be good. If, and hopefully him and D'Angelo and Cat can can win some games finally. I just I I can't jump on the Cat train, man. I I've tried, but I just I don't know. Not a fan. Yeah, he's kind of goofy. Um, you know, I, I, it, he had a hard time with Jimmy Butler and Thibodeau, which right. You, you know that 
you know, it makes you question or does he actually value winning or does he value like being comfortable? Right. I mean, and Jeff will tell you this. I have a very burning hatred for Dwight Howard for that same reason, for the simple fact that like, I think he is like just too damn goofy. Like I, like, I don't want to see you dress up as Superman. I don't want to see you, you know, clowning around the court. Like I want to see you grab like 30 rebounds and 20 points. Then we can talk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that stuff's okay when you're winning, but when you're losing, I don't want to see it. Right, yeah. Like, if you're losing, like, I don't want to see you smiling. Like, when he was in Orlando, perfect example, he got Van Gundy fired, and he was consistently playing, like, the Superman role. Like, why? Like, what what, what benefit are you doing with that? So Yeah. All right. Anybody else got any uh, surprising angles, players, or teams for the week? I thought Porzinga, he's been really good. He's sitting out back-to-back, but the last three games, he played – three of the last four for the Mavericks. I mean, he's averaging, he looks awesome. He's averaging 27, almost 27 a game, 26, averaging three, three, three blocks a game, shooting 53% from the field and 85 from the line. You know, uh-huh. that's super encouraging for Luca and him if they can both be awesome like that. That's, that's scary. Do you expect that from him game in, game out? I mean, if, he's, if he can shoot with that efficiency, I think he can average 25 a game. I mean, he can knock down threes. He's, I think this is all. Back to my point, homeboy's shooting 35% from threes. Mm-hmm. 35%. Oh, he's 7 3 two, 40. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get your boy Giles. Yeah. Get your boy Giles. I'm going to say it all day long. Well, it's a different game. All right. got different games. And, and you need dogs. You need defensive dogs. Sometimes a, team, sometimes a team can rally behind a guy like that. And it gets the crowd excited, too. Right. It's not all about three-pointers. Well, and another thing. Another thing, too, you look at Denver, or not Denver, you look at Dallas's lineup, and, like, Przingis can do that. You know what I mean? The, the the space is there for him to take those shots. Well, because Luke is getting double teamed. Right, right. But what I'm saying, if you look at Sacramento's lineup, like they've got enough three-point shooters. I'm not saying that they're good mm-hmm. at three-point shooting. Mm-hmm. They've got shooters. They, right, you know right. what I mean? Like if, if you're the coach, you look at him, you're like, yo, dude, like why why the hell are you 6'11 out here shooting threes? Because you spread the defense that way. That's absolutely why you do that. Because no, well, you pull him back, then somebody goes over there. Hell, even double-team the MF. For now, you've got someone that can go to the basket, and then you can throw it down low, and, and he's doing a backcourt back court dunk. All right, okay. So or baseline dunk. Does Porzingis, does he really do much on defense? I mean, he plays defense. Yeah, he plays it, but I mean, that's not his thing. He's an offensive powerhouse. Yeah, that's what oh, you get from the guy. I saw he's a rim protector, but like he's not gonna. Yeah, he's not gonna right, right, right. Let me put it this way: I saw Harry Giles reject the shit out of Jaron Jackson's dunk. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I guess, that's I, a tough. That's I guess. A tough I guess one. my point is the fact that like they've probably told Harry Giles, if you are going to play for the Kings, this is what we need you to do. And three right. point, and three point shooting is not on that top list of things of like, hey, this is what we want to focus on. Now that's why they're twelfth in the league, right? <laughs> now if he gets, tra- I mean, you know, if he you got know. if he got traded to like I don't know uh, Brooklyn or Atlanta or something, they may do something a little bit differently. Right. But and, and I and I get that each player's for a certain purpose. Right. I, I mean, I I, I understand that. Mm-hmm. I understand that. But then again. Look what the Kings are at. Yep, they're not winning. No, they got bigger problems. Trust me, Harry Giles is not their only problem. <laughs> yeah, there, a lot of their problems start with Lottie. But Seriously, he probably he'd probably do better as a porn star than he would as a basketball player. <laughs> I thought, what isn't there a singer named Harry? It's Harry Styles. Harry Styles. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. That's why when you brought it up, I was like Harry Giles. <laughs> like, oh, okay, yeah, that guy, the basketball player. <laughs> Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, basketball, basketball not mm-hmm. singers. Yeah, yeah, I forgot. That was the other podcast I do. <laughs> yeah, nice. Sorry. Yeah. Any other angles, surprising angles, players or teams? I know we want to 
try to talk about the entire league here, but you know we got to touch on the Grizzlies there for a second. Well, yeah. that's coming up. Okay, Got we're gonna gum. get we're gonna get to the Grizzlies. <laughs> we're just uh, what I'm looking for right now is low key players that maybe aren't getting the spotlight. Sure, maybe sure, we can sure. shed some knowledge on it. That's you know, that's kind of a regular thing we do around here Table. on our second episode. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> set the precedent. Yeah, yeah. Who were some other? Well, guys? Kobe White. He had a yeah. last night. He had a thirty points mm-hmm. that last night. That's big. Um, I'm a fan. Uh, so. I mean that's that's encouraging. Chris Dunn's out for the rest of the year, I believe. Maybe. They need everything they can get in Chicago as far as production from young players because they're going nowhere. Maybe I'm thinking we need to watch a Bulls game for our pick game next week. I don't know. The Bulls. Let's the see. Bulls, let's Bulls. see who they're playing. Tell you they're playing in Minnesota on Wednesday. Yeah, I don't want to watch Timberwolves. <laughs> you don't watch Malik, Malik Beasley. Not yet, man. Let's see if he can keep it up first. CJ McCollum had a good game. Uh, what was it? I like CJ. It was like Sunday. Yeah, Dame, has, Dame has been out. He's got to step it up a little bit, huh? CJ had 41 points and nine, uh, nine rebounds. Those are points. Jason Tatum numbers. Yeah. I love Jason Tatum. <laughs> I think Tatum's in the top five MVP running. 100%. Yeah. I would build my team around that guy. God's will. God's yeah. will build teams around Jason Tatum. That that tattoo is rather ridiculous, but <laughs> <laughs> whatever, man. Yeah, man. I think more people had issues with his hairline, his bad fade, than they did the tattoo. Hey, God, hey, don't talk about my boy like that, okay? I, I, Your boy's a player. He's on my fantasy basketball team. I love it. He's on mine, too. What's up? Yeah. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. I like him, too. Uh-huh. I like him. I, I think those are two guys that, if they have a longevity together and they can play for a couple of years together, mm-hmm. I, I think Boston's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Marcus Morris is coming into his own too. Oh, there's another player. Is that, that his I, name? Wait, you mean Marcus Smart? Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart. Marcus yeah. Smart's going to get kicked Marcus out Smart. of every game, dude. I swear to God, he's going to he's going to kick the wrong fan in the face, and then it's just going to be on after that. He's having a good year. He is. And if he gets suspended, he ain't done no shit like that in a while. He did what, this year. A week? He did this year. Yeah, <laughs> he did it in college. He did it again this year. Um, Seriously, he's he's the, he's gonna be the first player to stab somebody on the court. They, I saw something on Twitter that uh, what was it? The remember the uh, white men can't jump. Remember when he, the dude found out that uh, they were like they were hustling him? Oh, yeah. so he's like, I'm gonna go get my gun. <laughs> goes, I, that's gun. That, that was that's him. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. like, I'm gonna be right back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Man, two. Two other players we uh, we forgot to mention. Okay, was, uh, Bam Adebayo and Trey Young both balled out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bam! Oh, uh, on Thursday night, Bam had twenty eight points, nineteen rebounds, and seven assists. And old Trey, old uh, wet lollipop head with hair on it, had fifty points Ooh. and eight assists. <laughs> you never heard of that? Dude, his no. head. Tell me, like, so when you like, you ever like had a lollipop and it, like drop out of your mouth and like land on the floor and you pick it up. It looks just like Trey Young's head. Bro, your hair looks You're like Trey Young's head. You're one to talk. <laughs> <laughs> your hair looks just like him. <laughs> hey, how many threes did Bam have? Uh, let's pull it up and see. Atlanta, he had... Oh, zero. There you go. Zero threes, laddie. Oh, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, he sucks, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. All right, okay. Uh, Bam, the all-star. Yeah, you suck. Bo, Bo, did you watch any other games? Did you catch up on any players or teams? So I watched some Grizzly stuff, but uh, no, I haven't 
Yeah, it was kind it was of a short a week. week. Yeah, it was a busy week yeah. for everyone because we all have day jobs. Yeah. Also, it was a short week. Game started on Thursday. Yeah. A few days to watch. Right. This week, uh, I'll probably get a Tuesday game in this week. Ooh, yeah. And a Thursday game in. I don't know about that, dude. This week, I and a weekend game. I think it sucks, though, man. It's like, it's like tonight. Like the Grizzlies play the Clippers at at, at uh, nine thirty. Like, it's past my bedtime, bro. I, mean, I hate to say this, but I'm like, staying up. I'll stay up. I mean, I'm gonna try to watch the game, but I'm saying like third quarter roll around. Like mm-hmm. it, you know, feels like the end of the game. And it's gonna have to maybe be a <laughs> little DVR action to check it the yeah. next day. Can I get a beer? Yeah, I got them right here. <laughs> <laughs> While, like I just, while I sit over here and drink Gatorade. Hey, it's all right, dude. Hey, man, I'm done working for the day. This is job number numero dos, Seaway. If you consider it a job. No, not really. I don't. All right, let's move. I kind of want to talk about any players that you've noticed struggling in the oh. NBA. Oh, I've got one. I got one lined up, locked and loaded. Okay, who's that? Dylan Brooks. Mm. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. Mr. Contract. And I, was, I mean, I hope, hey, look, I hope he gets out of it. I hope he gets out of the funk. But man, like, he's not a good look. Yeah, and I don't, and I really don't think it's for like for the lack of a like of trying. I mean, he's taking the shots, mm-hmm. but you know, is that a uh, part of the uh, Jay Crowder trickle down? Was Jay Crowder keeping that boy in check, or is it just he just wanted to get paid? Ooh, good job. Mm, I don't, but see, I don't, I, I don't think it's just because he wanted to get paid. Like, I mean, yeah, he like. It seems far fetched, right? I mean, he, I think he's just slumping. Yeah, I mean, he just it, Dylan's too competitive to give up. Yeah, after getting paid. Anything else? Anybody got anything else on Brooks? Uh, you know, <clears throat> I think he's done way better this year than he has. He's he was overachieving before. I agree. He was when he first came out. He was this all star. He was a stud, and then then he fell off. Eh, not really fell off, but just you know, just. Mediocre ball player. Then Jan- this year he was killing it. January. Yeah, getting some getting some uh, good games. Seventeen points over here, fifteen over here, maybe a twenty over here. Mm-hmm. He's just making himself not. I mean, he's just role player, but a strong role player. Mm-hmm. Gets a contract, gets paid. Now where's he at? That's the question. I I, I think he's in the scouting report. I think that's where he's at. Yeah, I think other teams are catching on. Yeah, I think so. They're his tendencies, and you know, I think they're. For him, you think he can? You think he he can a, he's a little predictable. Yeah, but you think he can come out of that though, Bo? Uh, yeah, I think. So. I mean, if he if he works hard, sure. Um, if he doesn't, then then probably not. Yeah, I think I think he can do it. I mean, he's what was the the the, the stat that he was when he scored twenty five or twenty or more? They that the Grizzlies were like they're like fifteen a lot of games. Yeah, they were. It's so, they're it like undefeated or some shit when yeah. he scores over twenty or something. Yeah, so I mean that tells me that teams are game planning for him. Uh, now I, I think he can come out. It's just going to take. This is going to take Jaron staying out there and spreading the floor for him, right? Well, Jaron's out. No, yeah. I tell you, a guy that uh, that I I think has gone down, <clears throat> and I really liked him in Houston, is uh, Clint Capella. Okay. Over the past two years, his he has just gone downhill. I don't know if it's the lack of offense in Houston this year. Now they got rid of him. Mm-hmm. He's in Atlanta now, but I mean, he went from basically. Um, I mean, field goal percentage has gone down three points from the past two years. His rebounds, 2018, he had 848 rebounds. Now he's at 537. I just think all of, all of his stuff blocks. He was at 102 last year. Now he's at 72. Granted, the season's not over. I understand that. But his production has gone down. And then that's why he just 
didn't fit the Houston offense anymore, so they moved him. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I, I don't think – plus, he played 67 <laughs> games last year. Now he's only played 39 games. So I understand your production is going to go down with the lack of games you've played and lack of minutes. But still, I don't think he was a player that he was. One thing I'll say about Clint is – Going to a worse team is not going to help his production. You know what they should have done, and I don't know why, but he would be a perfect fit with the Lakers. And because you get rid of your boy Dwight Howard over there, Josh, get rid of him. They already got rid of Scrub. Dwight's been good. Yeah, yeah, but they got to get rid of Scrub McGee because of his leg uh, today. Boogie. Boogie Boogie Cousins got rid of him. If you put Capella over there with LeBron James and and with Anthony Davis, I mean, he's going to come off the bench, but he's going to give you everything. Fuck the Lakers. I don't, I don't give a shit what they do. <laughs> Clint, right. Capella, Clint Capella could fit in in a lot of places. Bo, going back to what you were talking about with, with Dylan and being a competitor, I I also think that that team and that organization is not going to allow him to just sit back and get his contract money either. You know what I mean? Like, you look at Jaron, you look at Ja, you look at Taylor Jenkins, you look at that entire staff over there, and, I mean, they, seeing them play night in and night out, I mean, they're working towards something as far as getting right. better as a whole and Dylan Brooks is a massive centerpiece. Well, not I would say centerpiece, but a massive piece of that puzzle. You know, they just, I don't think that they're going to let him just sit back and be like, hey, I got my money. All right, see you all later. Well, I was going to hold off for Grizz talk, but Josh Jackson coming in has uh, maybe affected Dylan Brooks a little as well. I don't know how much time they're playing together exactly. Right. But Josh Jackson has stepped up. How do you feel about him? He had him. 20 the other day. I love him. As long as he stays out of trouble. What was it? Kleiman came out and said that he's done everything they asked him to do. He's been an upstanding player. So, yeah, they're giving him his run. And I I don't know if he gets more than 20 minutes a game, but Josh Jackson's produced. He's a scorer. He's fast. Man, he loves getting out on that fast break. Which is great because you've got Ja that runs out there too. And, I mean, that's what you want. You want that speed. but. Mm I'm, I, you know, and I'll probably get killed for saying this, but I will say that one thing I am excited about, and it may not even pan out to anything worth a damn, but uh, uh, Dusty Hannes. Oh, you say what you want to. You can say what you want to. Ten day contract. Don't get excited about. It. That's fine. I watched that kid play in Arkansas. That kid's got a shot. Yeah, I don't care what any, I don't care what anybody says. He can shoot the ball. He was very good in the G League. Yeah, he's averaging twenty one points. So you move him up. What's he gonna do? I mean, I'm not. I'm not looking for him to be the. He's got to get on the court first. Yeah, I'm not looking for him to be. You know, he's not. I don't. I don't. Th- I don't see him taking the final shot of any game anytime soon. But I do think that the kid has what it takes to play at that level, and he can shoot. And okay. he obviously loves the organization because he played the G League. And he, he loves the organization. Uh, let me let me interrupt real quick. He came to our radio station with this thing they did. Like um, it was like the hustles working with like the SPCA and and local. Uh, shelters for animals or whatnot mm-hmm. anyways he came in we talked great dude great human being but like how do you see him though on the court is he like a jj reddick style of kid where he's going to be sitting in the back to, mm-hmm. to shoot threes is he going to be getting playing time i guess it's troy daniels troy daniels yeah uh, i mean uh, he but he can also create his own shots too like that's that's what that in my opinion that's but he's what, five foot nothing i mean well, he's, no, he's, yeah. he's six foot he's like tough. six two or something yeah, like that. I'm not, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, but yeah, he has got a shot. And man. whose minutes is he taking? Right on, man. This fool, what's his name? Brooks. Give him, <laughs> give him booty riches minutes. 
Yeah, Goodrich, yeah, I don't know. I mean, if Goodrich can get he's, minutes, I mean, Jesus, there's got to at least be something in there for He's 6'3", 210 Dustin. pounds, and he's 26 years old. I mean, this guy, if, if he needs to do it, he needs to do it this year. Right. right. He's, he's mm-hmm. right, it's right now. Like I said, it may not happen. I just kind of wanted to talk it to existence. But, no, I, you know. I understand uh, you're, you're excited to see him play. If He's got to play, though. No. I'm keeping an eye on him, actually. I uh, He's on my watch list. Right. If he ever gets into a game. I just don't want him to be like, uh, well, what's that cat? Little small kid who played in the league, went to BYU. Oh, you're talking about uh, Jimmer. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to be like a Jimmer. Jimmer. Yeah, like a one-trick pony, you know what I'm saying? Here, stay on the three, and worst-case scenario, we'll, we'll throw it up if you have to. Mm-hmm. We do need to touch on the fact that Kyrie is uh, hurt, too. Man, fuck Kyrie. Well, we can do... <laughs> Fuck Kyrie Irving. You're not a big Kyrie fan. I'm a huge fan. He's butt hurt. Yeah, I had him on my fantasy league, and then all of a sudden, now the kids hadn't done shit, and they're like, oh, well, you need to go ahead and just you know keep him on there because he's going to come back. He did come back, and then all of a sudden, four games later, he's out. I remember discussing with you about a month ago, a month he, and a half ago, like, you might want to just drop that. Me and Jeff are sitting, <laughs> look, me and Jeff are sitting at the pub. No joke. It's a local bar around here. We're sitting uh, at the pub, and we're going through my fantasy stuff. Because Jeff knows what he's talking about, right? And then all of a sudden, the Kyrie Irving shit starts going up. And I'm, he's like, well, no, man, you know, I mean, it's Kyrie Irving. He's going to come back. He'll get you some good guys. The one that you told me to get is that Georgie Gang Jane guy. Did I, I didn't, and now he's at the Grizzlies. And he's doing well. <laughs> Needless to say, the laddie is not going to be winning his fantasy basketball. Yeah, fuck you, Kyrie Irving. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, Kyrie's that's a high draft pick. Yeah, to lose. But I mean, he's also a head case too, though. Like, well, I think everybody in Brooklyn knew it wasn't about this year. It's next year. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And we kind of touched on that last episode. Um, getting back to struggling players. I got one. Dario Saric. Dario. Dario, man. What is going on? He's been hurt a lot, but I think his lack of mobility has uh, exposed him in Phoenix. He can't play defense. Who is that? I'm sorry. Dario Saric. Dario Saric. Try to keep up. I'm sorry. Last month, he averaged four points, three rebounds. This guy's. Typically, he hits threes. He's a stretch four. Scores a lot of buckets. Gets a lot of rebounds. He was okay in Minnesota, and he was he was great in Philly. Uh, I don't he, know what's going on with him. He is one goofy ass looking. Dude. He is. He, he looks like Keanu Reeves, kind of. <clears throat> like what's the half mustache? <laughs> like what is that? It's so weird. Durano Reeves. Yeah, I think his I think his production his uh, production has gone down to points. Three point percentage has gone down. Field goal percentage yeah. stays the same. All his shit's gone down. Points per game, rebounds, assists. Yeah, but a lot of that probably has to do with the fact that he's playing in in Phoenix. Like, do you do you think he really wants to be in Phoenix? Uh, I mean, but 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 I, I think to a certain point, like. They don't. I don't think it's about where you play and how your production is going to be. I think it's the fact that you're playing and you you need to do something to get the hell out of Phoenix. No, he's true. playing next to Aiden. He should fit right in. I think that's the problem is he's playing next to Aiden. All right. Let's move on to – now we can get into some Grizzly stuff, okay? All right. So, first of all, we got to address the elephant in the room. It's Jaron. Jaron's hurt. They were reevaluating in two weeks. Grizzlies just lost two games in a row. They played two games this week, lost them both. This is not good. Doesn't help. Nope. Tough schedule coming ahead. Grizzlies next week. They're playing tonight at the Clippers. Wednesday at the Rockets. Friday is the Kings at home. Saturday is Lakers at home. So they're going four games. One in one in one in three. 
When in, yeah, maybe. One or zero and four. They just lost to the Kings, bro. Well, what makes it so what what makes <laughs> yeah, this diff- what makes this difficult too is, so we're obviously in a playoff race with us in, in New Orleans, right? And you look at New Orleans' schedule, second half of their schedule, and, you and look Portland, at, yeah, and Portland, and Portland. And, but you and mean the, even if you just take New Orleans and you take Memphis <coughs> and the Spurs, I mean it, we have a ridiculously hard second half of the schedule. Yeah, and without now without Jaron for. Two, you know, two weeks, they just got a whole a whole hell of a lot harder. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know. <clears throat> Bo, I know you watched the Grizz games. Is Bo with us? I think Bo was. Yeah, yeah I, it was kind of breaking up. <laughs> oh, sorry. What did you take from the two games we played this week? Uh, see, it was the Sacramento game and then the Lakers game. You know, they're, they're a young team that's learning experience every, every game. So, yeah. you know, it's cliche to keep saying this, but they're having, they're playing meaningful games and that's, a good learning experience as well. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm at this point, I'm kind of happy with a loss. I'm happy with a win. It's fun to watch the playoff standings and see, you know, how close, how, you know, that they have a cushion, mm-hmm. but if it evaporates, you know, I won't be terribly disappointed. Okay. So about the playoffs, do you think the Grizzlies can finish the season at 500? They got a tough schedule ahead. I think it's the toughest in the NBA. Josh, what are those Playoff percentages you had pulled up earlier. So for your playoff percentages, this is as of today. They've got New Orleans has a sixty-seven percent chance, and they've got them projected at forty-one and forty-one. Portland, they've got them projected at thirty-nine and forty-three, at an eighteen percent chance to make the playoffs. And then you've got the Grizzlies projected at thirty-seven and forty-five with a seven percent chance. So I mean, they they've got us, <coughs> they've got us one game ahead of the Kings. Right. So that just tells you how difficult that second half of the season is going to be and i'm sure that they've already factored in the jaron jackson injury as well on here but yeah but if history tells you you have to win at least 40 games in the west to get to the playoffs and i'm talking like it should be 44 to be honest with you yeah i mean but i mean shit dude you look at that second half of the schedule man and it's brutal it's fucking brutal dude there's yeah i mean it's yeah i still i mean yeah you gotta play la tonight we gotta turn around and go to houston on yep. Wednesday, that game's going to be ridiculous. Um, and then you got Sacramento and L.A. back at home. Um, All right, so let's get back to it. Who predicts 500 at the season end? Okay, hold on, hold on. How many games left are there? Let's do that first. Let's find out how many games are left. That's, <laughs> I, I just I, There's I, like 27 <laughs> games left, basically. There's like 26, 27 games left. Am I that right? And do we have a back-to-back versus Toronto? We have back-to-back versus New Orleans. Yeah, at New Orleans. I mean, this is rough. This you is got, a rough-ass game. And then not to mention the back-to-back, uh, we got, you know, you play New Orleans and then New Orleans in New Orleans. But before that, you play Milwaukee in Milwaukee and yes. OKC. And then, well, then right after that, you've got New Orleans, <laughs> back-to-back New Orleans, then you have a Boston, then you have two in Toronto. Or, uh, you have Toronto. Mm-hmm. You got Dallas, Portland. Denver. I mean, Oklahoma, Philly, and Houston. I, I just don't see it. I don't see it. Yeah, me neither, Bo. I would really have to sit down and look at the schedule. I, I say I think it's possible, but their schedule is it's very difficult. Bo, check this out. I'm looking at the <laughs> schedule right now. This is the reality, the whole situation. Out of all the damn teams that we have left, three, only three, are guaranteed to not make the playoffs, and that's and that's and that's iffy to be honest with you, dude. There's no, I mean, San Antonio, they're probably not going to make it. Orlando's probably not going to make it. Well, they may get the eighth in the East, maybe the eighth in the East. In New York, that's it. That is it. Everybody else we play is going to be in the playoffs. 
Well, I guess if you put it in, in those terms, and then Jaron may or may not be back in two in mm-hmm. three weeks, no, four I'm, weeks, I'm six weeks, um, eight weeks, whatever. How many games? Season weeks. How many games? Um, so, no, not, if I had to guess today, no, it won't be 500. Yeah, no, I don't think so either. Because all I got to do is lose three games and then go 500 after that. And I, think it's, 500. I think it's time we accept the reality that the Grizzlies will not make the playoffs. 26 games. We have 26 games. You have to go 13 and 13 to possibly even make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And that shit ain't happening, dude. You've got literally. I don't think so. Nah, dude. The Houston, Philly, Oklahoma, Denver, Portland. Yeah. All those are making yeah, it. But another thing that we have to keep in mind, too, is the fact that, he, yeah, okay, we don't make the playoffs. You, you don't rush Jaron back off of an no. injury. But on top of that, how eager are you really to jump in that eight seat? No, you're not. I mean, because like, cause L.A. is going to be sitting there waiting for you. The Lakers are waiting for you. And if you go back and look at what we've done against the Lakers this year, uh, it's not been very good. And you, everybody knows that once playoff time rolls around, LeBron and A.D. are kicking it up a notch from what they already do. And plus, they've still got Danny Green. So those dudes, I'm all for them trying to make the playoffs. Like, I'm not saying just tank and quit now, but – Realistically speaking, like you can't look at this season as a, a, a downer because we didn't make the eight seed. Because I mean, absolutely look, not. I mean, no. it, you know, it, you come in the you come into the season with you know what is this team going to look like? And We've I think already that, passed expectations, right? That's yeah, that's what I'm saying. Fact. You're playing you're playing with house money at this point. So who takes the spot? Blazers, Pelicans, Spurs? I'm going to say the I'm saying the, the, I'm the saying Kings. The, I'm saying the Pellies. Pelicans. Yeah. They have an easier schedule, and then. Zion's just ripping, ripping the ball. I don't know, man. I'm a, I, I, I love Portland. I love Damian Lillard. I think he is a star. Uh, Let me check out the rest of their schedule. No, I mean, there's no doubt that Damian Lillard's star. They're they're, they're 26 and 32, which ain't shit. But still, the rest of their schedule is looking pretty. Oh God, yeah, dude, look at them. They've got Orlando, Washington, Phoenix, Sacramento, Phoenix, Memphis. <laughs> I mean, are you kidding me? They're gonna they're gonna win like eighteen games in a row. This is Pelicans. Yeah, no, this is uh the Blazers. The Pacers. No, yeah, uh, no, Blazers. Blazers. Yeah, Blazers. Yeah. Seriously, like look at their next couple of games, dude. They're going Boston, Indiana, Atlanta, Orlando, Washington, Phoenix, Sacramento, Phoenix, Memphis, mm. and and then you go out of that. Houston, Minnesota, Dallas, Minnesota, Charlotte, Detroit, Boston, Philly, Brooklyn, Utah. I mean, they got some tough games. I'm not going to lie. But, yeah, I think they could win it. I think they could win at least. If you have 26 games left, they're going to win 13, 14 of those games. He's taking Blazers. I'm taking Pelicans. I believe in Drew Holiday. I love Drew Holiday. When I saw him, I, I saw him play against Mike Conley. Great, it's Mike Conley his last year or whatever. But he's a big-ass point guard. He's a big point guard, and yep. he knows how to move and distribute that ball. I like him. Somebody's going to have to slow Zion down. Hey, go, let me ask you this. Do you think Zion's going to last the rest of the season? This is for everybody to answer this question. Do you think Zion's going to last the rest of the season? Yeah, I think he will. Yeah, I think so. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I, I agree. I'm, I think it's a maybe. I think it's a 50-50 shot. All right, all right. That's only because of the way he walks. Like To, to me, like, I, I don't understand how he can walk like that and still like play the way that he does. Yeah, so it's just, I agree. The eyeball test just says to me that there's something like people don't walk that like normally like that unless they're hurt or ninety. God, look at Lillard just killing it. Look I at also some, think he could easily steal the rookie of the year from Morant if they make the playoffs. Hell, if he if he keeps playing like he has been, mm-hmm. thirty and ten. I mean, there's dude. Look at I'm looking at Lillard stuff. Just looking at his 
points, games, right? 26, 30, 25, 34, 34, 61, 47, 50, 36, 48, 51. That's a man on a mission right there. No, I mean, but that, I mean, that's, that's, I'm not saying that that's par for what Lillard does, but sure. at the same time, you look at who's around him. You know what I mean? Like you, you got Hassan Whiteside and CJ McCollum. Yeah, that's I think, true. I think <coughs> Portland got worse. Carmelo Anthony, you left out Carmelo Anthony, dude. <laughs> Carmelo's been all right. He did last night. They, uh, but I think they got worse. Uh, Melo helps him. I think he's in better shape and better form than I thought he would be. But he helps him because they needed it. I don't know. It's gonna be interesting to watch. It'll be fun to watch. Yeah, definitely. All right, uh, real quick, a couple of the guys that I mentioned today. In Yahoo Fantasy Basketball Leagues, Josh Jackson is only owned 3%. Giles is only owned 5%. And Gorgie Jang is up 9.5% since last week. He's owned 15%. So if you're playing fantasy basketball, those could be some guys that I think will help make your team better. Fucking garbage. Can I, can I, can I ask you? I'm so pissed at this because I was doing really, really well. I was. And then all of a sudden, uh, Kyrie, I hate my guts, uh, Irving decides to get hurt twice in the season. Jeff, can I ask you a question real quick? What? What the fuck do I need to do with Kyrie Irving? Uh, he's not playing, is he? No. No. I mean, should I let him go? Should I, should, should I keep him, put him on IR? Should I? He's out for the year. Yeah, he's done. Yeah. Uh, unless, you're, unless you're in a keeper league, I don't, I don't you know. Don't Drop know. him, go get uh, Josh Jackson. That's that, I mean that's kind of looks what I'm I mean I'm gonna have to Josh Jackson or uh, Gorshi. Uh, I'll take Josh Jackson or Giles. Josh Jackson had a great 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 game the other day. Yeah, I think he's gonna get more minutes. I think uh, after that twenty point effort, he really. Uh, I mean, I just love seeing him on the fast break. Um, he moves. He's quick. He's dedicated. He's trying to prove something. What's if we got this fool in our league still? Huh? God, Luca, Luca, I had Luca. I mean, I have a strong team when it comes to that, and like everyone got hurt. Luca got hurt. Irving got hurt. All right, we're gonna take a quick little break, and when we get back, we're gonna cover the NBA schedule a little bit more, and we're gonna pick a game to watch for next week.
All right, all right, all right. Next week, I've highlighted a few games that I think are interesting. Monday, these are the best games I could see. Monday was Grizzlies at Clippers. Tuesday, you've got Bucks at Raptors. You've got Celtics at Blazers. Good game there, Celtics-Blazers. Uh, Wednesday, Grizzlies play the Rockets, and that's a good one. We, you, know, you got uh, James Harden and John Morant going to have to face each other again. And you have Celtics-Jazz. Thursday, we have Blazers at the Pacers. Friday, we have Thunders at the Bucks. That's a good one. Mavs at the Heat. Nuggets at the Clippers. That's a good one. Saturday, we have Lakers at the Grizzlies. A little biased there. Want to see that rematch. And Rockets at Celtics. I think that's a good game. Sunday, Sixers at the Clippers. I think that's a good matchup. A little test for the Sixers. Raptors are playing at Denver Nuggets. I think that's a good game. Uh, and the Lakers play at the Pelicans. So, one game that stood out to me mm-hmm. on here this week was Milwaukee-Toronto. I like that. I like that. That's going to be an interesting game. Do you think that's going to be the Eastern Conference Finals? Bo, what do you think? I mean, it definitely can be the Eastern Conference Finals. Toronto's like rolling, rolling right now. And Milwaukee's all doing the same thing. It'll be a fun game. I like the mm-hmm. Dallas-Miami game, too. I think that was interesting. Mm-hmm. So Boston is three games behind Toronto. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you see Milwaukee-Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals. I like I like Boston. I really yeah. do. I think they're. I don't want to say they're missing a piece, but just something is not right there. I don't know. I think they're the team out of the East. Really, I Boston? Uh-huh. Mm. Okay, good call. And uh, I also think the Clippers are going to come out of the West, but that's probably not likely. <laughs> Over the Lakers? <laughs> I don't see it. I don't know. Kawhi does magical things in the playoffs. Yeah, he gets fifteen bounces. <laughs> boom, 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 ding. He bounces uh, off everything. I can't remember that. I mean, I remember the shit. Well, I, mean, I just read I, you, 15 of them off. Right? right. You know, I do think you mentioned it the other day, or earlier, Josh. That, I mean, the Grizzlies Rockets, that may, that's huge for the Any yeah. game for the Grizz is kind of well, the re- huge, but also the, it's big for the Rockets, too, because the Rockets want to get in the top four. So the reason why I say the Grizzlies Rockets is a big game, obviously, because it's second half of the season, Grizzlies need wins. But on top of that, mm-hmm. when we played the Rockets here, I was at that game, and I remember specifically John Morant saying to James Harden, or for that just in his general direction, yeah. you know, you better, you know, I'm trying to keep it semi-clean because I don't know if my eight-year-old's going to hear it, but you better tell that mf about me. Yeah, and yeah. it was like, all right. Like, I, hey, look, I love the com- uh, confidence, but I'm telling you right now, you, you go poking the bear, you better be ready for it because, right. you know. I hope your eight-year-old's not listening because I've already said shit, 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 fuck a couple <laughs> different times, and I'm drinking beer. So I well, hope. well, Josh didn't say it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't say it, and I'm not drinking beer, so. <laughs> You can't hang out with Laddie. You cuss too much. Daddy, Uh, your friends are the worst. (laughs) Yeah. All right. That kind of leads us into our pick game for next week. Right. So I really wanted to pick a Pelicans game, but they're only playing the fucking Lakers. So we're not going to – I'm not doing it. I don't want to watch it. I don't want to have to sit here and talk about the Lakers. I don't want to do it. But that's – right. But the nation's going to go after that one. Yeah, and they can have it. Uh, (laughs) Games I see – the games I see for our picket is uh, pick game is Friday Mavs versus Heat. Friday also Thunder versus Bucks. 
And Wednesday, Celtics Jazz. So we got three choices. And I'm leaning towards Celtics Jazz on Wednesday. What was the first one you said? Mavs Heat on Friday. You're not interested to see what the Heat are doing after their trades. I'm going to... Yeah, but not against Dallas. I don't want to see him against Dallas. I want to see him against Boston. I want to see him against a team. I thought it was kind of comparable competition. Sure, but I want to see him play an East team. Okay. That's what I want to do. I don't want to, but a strong East team like Philly. Well, none of these are inter-conference games. Right. That's true. That's true. So, Thunder Bucks, yeah. I I think the Thunder are going to get steamrolled by the Bucks, even though Chris Paul has been awesome. See, that's why I want to watch it, because the Thunder are rolling right now. Thunder roll. There you go, Garth. But uh, uh, They've won, what, what, three, four in a row right now? Thunder? Yeah, Thunder's Uh, a three-game win streak. And they've played good teams. I just got, by the way, I just got uh, Josh Jackson on my fantasy. Fuck you, Kyrie Irving. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Josh's daughter. <laughs> nice. The Thunder, to answer the question, have won three straight. Yeah. That's a good test. That's a heat check against the Bucks. If they can go into Milwaukee and win, makes them a little more stable in the playoff race. I think then they can definitely move up in the standings if they're beating all the best teams. It's true. Uh, I really do like the Celtics Jazz game, too, though. I just I because if people are saying the Jazz are good, we like, haven't seen like much that. of that. I like and that too. We already know the Celtics are good. You know how I feel. I about was going to say the Celtics, like Celtics, they are what they are. I mean, they've better. You know, we've seen what they can do. Like they, they're, it's fine. But like the Jazz, like I just don't, I don't know. I just don't think it's working out there for Mike Conley. Like I mean, he's 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 productive to a certain extent, but like they just I, the Jazz just don't don't wow me. You know well, I mean? that would be, that's kind of why uh, we're not looking for wow factor. We were looking to find interesting things about the game. So right. Mike Conley not playing well would be an interesting thing to watch. Right. And see how he reacts against a very good Celtics team. They are fifth in the Western Conference. They're second in their division. Mm-hmm. What? I just, what happened? Like, jingles, man. <laughs> jingles. I don't know. I haven't watched enough games, and that's kind of why I want to watch that one. I think that they really take that's an interesting game on it, and I think you're you're onto something there for sure. Yeah, yeah. Let's go ahead and call it Wednesday's Celtics against the Jazz. Yeah, I'm good for that. Let me ask you this, and though, Jeff. Yeah, and then we'll try and pick up that uh, Milwaukee game. One of us maybe can get lucky yeah, and watch that. I'll Milwaukee probably watch Thunder that game. game. Yeah, I'll probably watch that anyway. Jeff, let me ask this. I I agree with you about about Boston. I think they have – I love their coach. Brad Stevens is a is mm-hmm. stud, in my opinion. I think they have it, but I think they are a bench away. I think they're about two bench players, that veteran players that can go out there, knock down some shots, shooting 33% from maybe three, or maybe just somebody's going to go in there, collect fouls and some rebounds. I think they're yep. that away. I like that Kelly Anolik kid. And then when they got rid of him, I didn't know what they were doing. Right, but mm-hmm. they proved me wrong. Yeah, and they went in there and they did something great. Uh, yeah, they're missing size inside. That could be a problem in the playoffs when the game slows down. It goes into half court. That size in in the paint. I think Jason Tatum yeah, and Jalen Brown are two All Star mm-hmm. guys. I think Kemba. Kemba Walker. Thank God he got on a good team because he was just wasting his career over there in Charlotte. <laughs> the human Uzi. Dude, I'm telling you, he was so fucking good. And then all of a sudden, uh-huh. like, they kept him there and he still wanted to be there. Uh-huh. I mean, that's a testament to who he is as a person, to be honest with you. But the fact that he could go to any team and make them literally a 20 game winning difference, in my opinion. 
Uh-huh. Well, I'm sure that his salary helps keeps him interested in you know playing ball. No, I agree with that. I mean, yeah. look at Terry Rozier. He's over there, and he's he's fighting for a job against your boy Graham. Yeah, yeah, Devontae. I like Devontae Graham. Yeah. I mean, we talked about him last episode. Mm-hmm. He's still he's still a star. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's still kind of under the radar too, especially the average NBA fan. They're not going to know who he is. Maybe we can help. Yeah. But uh, all right, so that covers our pick game. One thing I wanted to touch on for this week is that the big three announced that they are coming. We get a round of applause. Let's get a round of applause for that. Jeff is so excited <laughs> about this. I'm so – I watched the first game with Jeff. I think I'm going to live record the whole thing in a, on my phone po- pocket phone. I think you should. <laughs> I can't I wait for that. Live podcast. <laughs> live podcast. <laughs> Just live, bring all of your live cast. Just bring all of your equipment. No, Bo, I'm gonna get a shirt clip on mic and record straight to Bo, my what phone. Do you, Bo, do you like <laughs> you like the big three? Oh uh, yeah, just try when it was on. I'd I'd turn it on and for about five minutes, and the kids would be like, "Dad, we want to watch something else. Please, why are you watching that?" <laughs> yeah, it's half court, Dad. Uh, that is June twentieth at the FedEx Forum. So now, what is it? I'm, I'm going to look it up again, but I know what I know what the big three is, obviously. But three like, is. but but what what's what's it doing in Memphis? Okay, they travel like the circus. Okay, so, so it's <laughs> launching a 2020 <laughs> season, and uh, so it's like the Globetrotters, right? Is that what they're doing? Yeah, pretty much. They go from state to state. Uh, they grab an arena and they uh, they play multiple games in one day. So they'll play like three games yeah. that day. I think I don't, I don't know. I think you could just buy one admission and you just stay as long as you want. So big, <laughs> big Three is coming to Memphis. The three-on-three basketball tournament announced Wednesday in a new release. The league's fourth season tip-off is June 20th at the FedEx Forum here in Memphis, Tennessee. Yep. Six games will be played in the city before heading to New York. Okay. This is the first time the league of former professional players is visiting Memphis, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Ice Cube said this, All of the cities we are visiting this season are known to have some of the most passionate and knowledgeable sport, sports fans in the world. Mm-hmm. And we, can, we can't wait to bring them the big three. Mm-hmm. It says whether we visit a city before or it's our first time in town, this year the fans in the arena will be treated to something special with the big three games featuring our new one-on-one bring-in-the-fire rule and entertainment acts every single weekend. That's fantastic. Bring-in-the-fire rule? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, the fuck what is, is he's on fire? I'm very excited. Yeah, check this out. They're going to be see in who comes. other cities: New York, Washington D.C., Minneapolis, hey, Hartford, Connecticut, Sacramento, Miami, Chicago, Portland, and Detroit. Mm. All right. Well, I I'm, think uh, you, you you in for that, right? Oh yeah, we're going. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to my guy. <laughs> I work at radio station, but we also have a hip hop station. Uh-huh. And my guy over there, he he knows a lot of artists. I'm gonna see if maybe we can get a see if we can go. Get a little Ice Cube action. Well, yeah, that'd be fun. That would be f- super badass. He probably won't. He might be there since it's opening day. That's what I'm saying. If it's the opener, then yeah. he's going to be there. He yeah. may be able to swing by. I'm going to talk to my homeboy and, yeah. and see if fun. maybe we could do something. Or at least maybe y'all could come to the station. That'd be and, awesome. Uh, we we might something. have to buy some uh, little uh, gear. Some some uh, some travel mics. Some, uh, Ooh, take it on the road. <laughs> some, uh, some T-shirt clip-on mics. The uh, first thing I'm going to tell him is today was a good day. Today was a good day. Today was a good day. You know what, by the way, uh, on E! Entertainment, whatever, or Channel E!, whatever, they had Friday, next Friday, and Friday after next this past weekend. Mm. <laughs> so I was pretty excited about that. That's pretty much it. Laddie, do you have any final thoughts? The hell I do. Check this out. Uh, Bo, uh, 
Bo, let me ask you a question. Do you know who McGruff the Crime Dog is? I do. So uh, McGruff the Crime Dog was yeah. the he was the dog that was like an animated thing, and then when they went on to big things, they made this guy get in a suit. Well, check this out. The guy, the actor who played McGruff the Crime Dog, check this shit out. This dude gets sixteen years in prison. No joke, McGruff. What would he do? He, the guy says, uh, uh, well, "Take no. a bite out of crime." Why is this he going to fucking prison? idiot. No, check this out. This fucking idiot. <laughs> In 2011, <laughs> listen, 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 listen. He's telling Help you me not to take a bite out of crime. Take a bite out of crime. He's telling you not to do drugs, don't do anything bad. And this fucking moron decides to get arrested. In 2011, police seized a thousand marijuana plants, 27 weapons. One included a fucking grenade launcher. Like, where do you get a grenade launcher? When do you need a grenade launcher? That's right. That's the better question. This is coming from a married guy. Nine, <laughs> look, 9,000 rounds of ammunition in his home. Like, he's tr he's just preparing for World War III. This is the guy who told us when we were kids, dare, dare to drug abuse resistance education. If you see something going on in your neighborhood, call your local crime That's, stoppers. Yeah, somebody probably ratted him out. Probably. The boy's forty-one <laughs> years old, and uh, now he's he's going to prison for sixteen years. Everybody in that fucking jail cell is gonna give him high fives. Like, bro, I saw you on TV. I'm like no. he's gonna be a star. He's not gonna in be shit. in the costume. They're Look, <laughs> for, second of all, uh -huh. that's what you get for teaching people to rat on folks your whole career. You get ratted on <laughs> I think by your friends. I think that's the moral of the story. When you uh, tell people to rat, 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 you get ratted out yourself. That's, that's, that's why. Right. That's why Penny Hardaway was a was so much better as an idol for kids. Uh, you know, <laughs> when he uh, stay clean, keep the dream type thing. Right. Yeah, I was just, just done going with Penny instead of McGruff the Crime Dog. But this is fucking McGruff, McGruff the Crime Dog. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's like Smokey the Bear fucking burning down National <laughs> State Park. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that's going to do it. Thank you guys for coming in and being a part of it. Appreciate you, Josh, Laddie. Thank Bo, you. Thank you. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, uh, thank you, anybody that listened. I don't know if there's anyone out there, but thank you. Once again, you can hit us up on email. It's House of Hoops Podcast, H A U S. <laughs> At yahoo.com, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's probably easier <laughs> to get us. Say it. Really, say it really, I was going to say, say we are on Twitter. Really, I, I, it's easier if you just hit us up on Twitter because I'm on there all day, every day anyway. Uh, it's at House of Hoops on Twitter. H-A-U-S. H-A-U-S. I like how you say whatever, whatever. Like we've been whatever. doing this for like no. years. Like it's everybody just, in the world knows. <laughs> yeah, like you okay. going already. Nobody's going to email us. That's fine. <laughs> all right. We're going to send it off. Some